Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Ken, we'll be discussing Bridge Auctioneers and its partnership with Wexford Law Energy Homes. But first, I'd like to get an insight into your own background. Good morning, Carl. I've been in sales all my life. It's something that I've always been passionate about. I actually done um, electronics engineering in college, but uh, sales was my passion. And the first, I started off in Coleman Doyle stores, which were obviously very prominent in in the 80s and early 90s in, in Wexford Town. I got a brilliant training there. And from there, I went into um, timber flooring. And from there, I think a lot of people probably would remember me from Tony Roach car sales and latter uh, Trinity Motors, uh, Peugeot. And then I went into the world of pretty about 12 years ago. And Ken, your business, it's true to say, could not have gone off to a better start with your partnership with Wexford Low Energy Homes. Provide us with an insight into how that came about. Yeah, Wexford Low Energy Homes, um, the the, uh, the owners of that company, the Morrissey's and Enniscorty, uh, I know them for a long, long number of years. Um, I actually dealt with them in, when I was doing timber flooring. I dealt with them when I was doing bathrooms and I dealt with them uh, at first when I was in the other company. Um, selling houses as well. So we, we have a long history together. So, yeah, they approached me after I uh, decided to, to, to um, branch out on my own and they asked me, would would I like to work in partnership with them because we got that, we had that history and trust together, which I think is the trust part of it is probably uh, uh, in businesses not recognised to be as, as, as important as it is, but you have to fully trust that, that they're providing the right property and, and I have to, and they have to trust that I'm going to market it in, in the way that you know represents their company the best as well. So that's, that's how it came about, yeah. And in terms of the opportunity that it creates, talk to us about that. Well, look, it, 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 there's no question about it. As a start-off business, it couldn't have happened uh, any better like it, uh, to be given the opportunity of of, of selling three different developments in the county is a boost that most auctioneers would 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 quite obviously uh, wish for every day, and 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 very few will achieve. So um, it it was an unbelievable start to bridge auctioneers. Uh, but we've worked very hard together over the last uh, two years. We've we've uh, uh, had we've redeveloped the entire program of how it's done and we've we now try to promote the whole uh, aspect of, of living Wexford that's our main aim and to get people to come back and live in Wexford in uh, uh, in every aspect and, and promote every aspect of the, of the county and is it true to say that there's about 1500 houses that are planned to be developed over the next eight years through that particular partnership that that's correct. We have three developments. There's one in Ard Iska up in White Rock Hill, and there still remains to be uh, several hundred houses to go into that development. Um, there is potential for uh, 1,000 houses uh, at least in our old Forge development in Enniscotty, and there are still a number of years of building in our Glenon Gardine development in Gold as well. So yes, there's. Um, there's quite a, a rosy future ahead uh, should the market continue the way it is and there's no reason why it shouldn't either because of 
demand is definitely there and will take a long time to be satisfied. The only risk facing the market really, as opposed to demand, is actually in relation to the market overheating. Would that be true to say? I don't think that that's going to be an issue this time, uh, Carl. I didn't people remember the last time there was a property boom, A, there was houses being built uh, when they were in surplus, so you ended up with ghost states that people didn't want. Um, And the second thing was the regulation of obviously the financial lending. Look, we we don't need to go go down the road of, of, uh, you know, how how that got, got away from itself. Like, whereas this time... From my understanding, all the the banks and the brokers and whatnot, they are are they're absolutely being very uh, cautious about their lending this time. So people, I think, are only getting uh, the the mortgage or whatever that they can genuinely afford. Um, and then, as I said, the the amount of property it'll take a long, long time to to satisfy that. Like so, I don't see it overheating anytime soon, to be honest. And I'm hearing that the help to buy scheme is actually driving the demand for new houses across the county. Are you seeing that with the three developments that you're representing? Yeah, there's no question about it that the help to buy scheme has been a massive boost to the uh, to the market. Uh, it, it 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 really has been a brilliant addition from the government. I'd have to say I I I I'd have to clap and say that's a good. It was a good addition. I mean, it's it's allowing a young couple or a person on their own, a first time buyer. It's allowing them to claim back up to uh, uh, thirty thousand euro the the revenue that or the tax that they would have pay, paid in the previous four years. So that's a huge leg up to anybody um, when they're starting off, uh, and and it allows them then to put that money into furnishing their house or whatever the case may be. You know. Ken, from your insights into the market with the three developments that you're representing, what percentage of buyers are availing and benefiting from that health to buy scheme? I would say that it's an easy 75% of the three developments are first-time buyers. Um, we will always have a percentage of people retired, you know, that are non, non-first-time buyers, but, but there's no question about it that the overwhelming majority are first-time buyers that are availing of the help to buy scheme. And are you finding that there's a different profile of people buying in Gorey versus Enniscorthy in Wexford Town? Yes, definitely. The buyer in Gorey, well, we're finding from uh, the Glenongardine development that definitely uh, uh, we're getting an awful lot of the commuter buyer. Um, and that's actually stretching down now into Enniscorthy as well because of the new uh, road network. I don't people think that in detail uh, appreciate, you know, that when you build road networks like this and you bring in infrastructure with broadband and stuff like how important that is to to all sorts of different businesses. And yes, because of the broadband rollout and because of the uh, infrastructure done on the roads that we're definitely seeing in Enniscarty and Gorey, uh, a lot of the commuter traffic. We still see down in Wexford Town would be predominantly people that are living and working already in Wexford Town, but that may change over the years when the new uh, motorway joins up with Belfast or what are from Rosslayer to Belfast, the, the new section. Um, but at the moment, Wexford Town will be predominantly people working and living in the in in the area. But it's a big town, of course, as well. 
And Ken, of course, we're hearing lots about remote working and let's say people that might have been working in Dublin or Kildare for the past two years would have been able to work remotely and now it's probably more permanent for them to work remotely. Are you finding that we're bringing many of them back home to Wexford to purchase houses here as a result? Yeah, I absolutely do. And again, I think the broadband rollout has been a massive um, um, help on that. Um, Enniscarty actually was, a, was a, I think, one of the first towns to have the broadband uh, infrastructure rolled out and then we have it obviously in Wexford and Gorey as well so that's allowing the likes of Wexford low energy homes to offer homes that are high speed broadband enabled and that of course allows people to work from home so yeah I think we are gone to a model of remote working or a, certainly a, a model of hybrid working and I don't think that's going to change and of course, there's lots of talk as well about inflation and the central bank have confirmed inflation this year of over 7% and for next year and the year after, at least 5% in each of those two years. What impact do you think that that's going to have on house prices as a result? Inflation is never good uh, for, 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 you know, when it, when it goes at that rate so quickly over, over a number of years. So there's no question about it that that's going to... Um, that's obviously going to drive uh, an increase in the price of houses. Um, we just hope that it's going to tail off at a stage like where where uh, housing is still affordable um, and, and that the reckless borrowing of, of years, yesteryear, is, is, is not going to return that. But, but yeah, as you say, the, the high inflation rates definitely are going to have an effect in the short term on, on house pricing. There's no question of that. And if anyone is listening to this morning's show and maybe they're considering selling their own property, what advice have you got for them? Uh, it, it, it's now, uh, if that's the route that you want to go down, there's no question about it that this is an extremely good time. Uh, there's no, I, I think we're getting to the peak prices, like so I don't see there's any benefit of holding on you know, for another year or whatever. Um, and you have to also remember if you're downsizing or whatever, the, the increase that you're going to get on one side is going to be also on the other side of what you're purchasing. But, yeah, the main thing is, is uh, yeah, if that's the route you're going down, make sure you have all your paperwork in place, uh, engage a solicitor early in place so that they can give you uh, a checklist of all the documentation that they need so that you're not then delaying the sale process when it goes sale agreed. That's the that's what we find holds up an awful lot of property sales, like is the fact that the, the legals are not done in time and, and, and that if you had those paperwork in place beforehand, it would definitely save a lot of, of sales falling through. And Ken, where is the demand for second-hand properties today in terms of price point, rural versus urban, and in terms of, let's say, those that are first-time buyers versus those that are retiring or trading up or down? Yeah, I think that, I mean, reality is there's demand in absolutely every sector. So really, whether you're in rural, you'll always have people from that area who either wants to come home or or want to buy for the first time in that area. Like, so you will, the urban centres will always have more demand. There's no, you know, that's that's an obvious. Uh, The rural, really, no matter where you put a property up now, there is a home for it. Um, and, and as we had discussed, because of the fact of the connectivity in the roads and the broadband and such, like you are definitely getting an awful lot of people retiring back here as well. 
Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ken Murphy from Bridge Auctioneers, and I'd like to wish Ken continued success with growing his business. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. 